Hello and welcome to Memoirs of Successful Women. I'm Annie Gibbons, founder and CEO of Women's Biz Global. And I invite you to kick off your heels, get comfortable and be ready to receive the golden nuggets that are shared as you listen in to candid conversations I have with fascinating women from around the globe. Business leaders, entrepreneurs, humanitarians, athletes, and a whole lot of regular people. They will keep you riveted as they let their guard down and open up on aspects of their business and life journey, how they measure success and what they have learned along the way. My intent is that our conversations will inspire you to embrace opportunities and possibilities beyond the limits of your imagination. Because I know that this is where we reclaim our power. I want you to reclaim your power, your strength and vulnerability to stand in your truth and propel yourself towards the life that you dream to live. Hello and welcome to Women's Biz Podcast. I am thrilled to have you here today. My name is Annie Gibbons, the host, and I have the privilege of welcoming Donna Tashin to our podcast. Donna is a seasoned life mastery coach and inspirational speaker. With over seven years of dedicated experience, Donna excels in guiding compassionate women to transcend their painful pasts, empowering them to step into the lives they've always envisioned. And who doesn't want that? Additionally, she also hosts her own podcast called You Were Designed for Greatness. So welcome to the program, Donna. Thank you, Annie. It is a pleasure to be here today. It's great to be able to chat with you and uh, share with our listeners today. So you have helped numerous individuals overcome adversity and find their purpose, such an important role. So can you share a specific strategy or technique that you often recommend to your clients who are navigating through those difficult times? A lot of times when we are overcoming adversity, one of the biggest keys I've discovered for my life is begin to look for the gift in the in the adversity, mm-hmm. what I can learn and grow. Um, I jokingly call these situations gifts wrapped in sandpaper. Ooh. They are... <laughs> They're not everything we would ever put on our wish list or our want, you know, our things that we desire. But when these kind of things come into our life, we can look at them as something that's going to make us stronger and better and that it can work for our good. And when we have that approach, we begin to see things we would miss otherwise. That's one of the things I've noticed. I love that. A gift in sandpaper. That's what it feels like, right? It's like I'm finding it hard to see the gift because I'm feeling more sandpaper around me, pressing in on me. Uh, And you're all about then the in this journey, in this journey where you're going through hard times, you're going through challenges, and there's got to be a gift there somewhere. There's got to be something. But it's really hard. Uh, I know in your, your teaching, it's all about finding out how to achieve your dreams, stay focused in a place of ease. But it's so difficult when you feel no ease while you're struggling. So what advice do you give there? Well, trying to find um, overcoming adversity is learning to look what you focus on. Whatever we focus on is magnified. 
And if I am focusing on the, the current adversity, or I can focus on where I want to go, what I want to achieve, what I want to be, any of those phrases, who do I want to be known for? And how do I want? And when I do that, I'm looking through the adversity as opposed to at it. Mm. And so when I do that, it also propels me, I believe, quicker. But it helps me to know that this isn't a forever situation, which a lot of times it feels like it. Yeah. Uh, If your life was a book, don't let this be your whole book whatever it is that we're facing. And for anyone who's followed me, I've had my host, my, my, some big um, difficulties in my life. Mm. So learning to be able to look through it to where you want to go is a big key. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be happy to share an example of something that's happened in your own experience that you've tackled? Uh, Well, I was a mother at 15, Um, and I uh, wasn't consensual. Mm -hmm. So that was a big area of feeling like my whole life is over. This is going to change everything. And so that was a big, um, uh, a lot of growth had to occur too. Um, I became an entrepreneur by the time I was just a little over 18 and I have been having some type of business going ever since then, uh, running nonprofit organizations I've done as well. So I've constantly been doing something that 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 bent, and they all centered around helping people. I have been coaching and mentoring people for over 25 years. So there is a lot of um, learning <laughs> and a lot of how not to do it. Yeah, learning. uh, One of the other big things is I, um, I guess that would be a little more recent about 11 years ago. Now I lost a job that I thought was going to be a dream job. Mm -hmm. I had two businesses going and I needed a little more income. So I took another job that I thought, well, maybe this will turn into something. And it ended up being very toxic. Mm. Um, And for some reason, it really, I don't know that anybody can lose a job and feel good about themselves mm-hmm. afterwards. And so through that process, um, Vibrant Living was born in the capacity that it is today. And, um, but I wrote, I wrote, uh, I, I'm kind of embarrassed to say, but you know what we write in our journal, we, we hesitate to say out loud. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> I wrote in my journal that I don't feel wanted or valued. I kind of feel like a piece of trash. Someone's left at the curb. Mm. And it was a rough period in my life to figure out how all of our feelings are just are not necessarily true and what we have yet to accomplish when we look through them. Mm. I thank you for sharing that because so many listening in today will be, you know, have struggled in those times um, of just, you know, low self-worth, self-value. Mm-hmm. Um, they feel that their identity has been wrapped up in something and Absolutely. it's been sab- sabotaged, right? And so I'd, I, I'd imagine if you back in your first um, scenario where you were 
um, pregnant at 15. And so your whole life, I can imagine, is flashing before you and other people's judgments and other people's comments. Yes. So well done you for being an entrepreneur then by 18. That's absolutely incredible. Uh, but in that time, I'd love you to talk through that because I think that will be really helpful to our, our listeners that you've got a situation that was brought on to you, let's just say, mm -hmm. and so that who you believe you are, who you had felt that you were, can get then clouded because of mm -hmm. the circumstance. So whether it's being pregnant um, unintentionally, whether it's losing that job that was going mm -hmm. to give you this sense of self, this sense of value, this, you know, mm -hmm. um, an identity, uh, how do you then turn that around when you're in that well to go, you know what, the situation is making me feel like that, but I am not going to be defined by this? Well, what what the sequence that I usually, that it feels like we go through, and this is one of the things I teach in some of my programs, is it feels like first we begin to stack all, we're really mean to ourselves. We stack all of the things that are wrong with us, the things that I talked about in my journal. And all, we begin to just really have our own pity party and how how and we're not nice to ourselves. Mm. Um, that's usually the first stage. The next stage is um, what I walk through now is the reverse stack. I begin to say all the good things that are about me, mm. that all of the things that I do like, that is true and not what other people said or not what other impressions were given but what is actually true um and then i asked myself if i stay with the negative what kind of person will i be mm. so if we take my job example i went through the beating myself up and then asking myself is this really true and then if I stay at a person who just stays down in the dumps and is hard on herself, what kind of example will I be to my kids, mm. my grandchildren? Who is the woman that I want to be known for? One who gives up and just doesn't believe in herself? Um, or the next one is, well, then who do I want people to say at the end of my life? What do I want them? Well, I want them to say she was resilient and she bounced back and she had tenacious. She was tenacious about things and that she cared and that she got up and helped again, even when people had disappointed her. I want that to be who they know I am. Mm. Mm. So Absolutely. What, so then I go into what do I want my future to look like? And how, where do I want to go next? I'm no longer sitting on the side of the curb. I'm down the road. Where am I going from here? What, what am I going to do next? And I begin to seek, pray, search. What are the answers for where I go next? What do I want to accomplish in my lifetime? So all of that cycle. And then what kind of support do I need? Because to get to my new place, I can't do it at the same level of thinking that I have today. So what type, what type of support, resources, um, community do I need around me to get from A to B? Because there's a place in the middle there, a gap. Yeah. And so following this whole process, it makes it helps you to easily move from a beating yourself up in a bad situation that's happened to us, adversity that's occurred, 
into propelling us. It's like a launching pad. You could hear it in my voice as I went through the the whole process. It ends up being a launching pad and I'm even stronger and more determined and more resilient than I ever was before. And so learning to be able to do that. You mentioned before ease and I'd like Mm. to just touch on ease. When Mm -hmm. I first had the thing, the stuff happened to me as a teenager, I had a lot of attitude of I've got to prove my worth. Mm. I've got to prove them wrong. I've got to prove that I have value, which was good in its time. Mm-hmm. But that feeling of I've always feeling like I'm behind or not quite enough or all that kind of stuff causes striving. It calls performance mentality. It causes mm-hmm. a constant state of unrest, even when you're resting, when that yes. is going on. And so ease to me is the flip side of the coin i'm coming from i am more than enough Mm. i am right where i'm supposed to be on my journey i will know what to do today i will meet the right people i will make the right connections and i'm going to enjoy today as opposed to oh what do i got to do who do i got to talk to it's a completely different place And teaching people how to work from there is one of the things that I love to do. It's a joy. And thank you for giving us so many practical steps there. And you could just feel the the empowerment shift, right? And I love that word ease. It's often not used. And it is... um, a really fantastic word to actually explain that because, you know, I'm someone who people would go, you're busy, busy, busy. I always get told, you know, oh, you're so busy. Mm -hmm. Whereas I always respond back going, I'm not busy. I have a lot of intentional action. And what I mean by that is I intend to do the things I'm doing, but I also then have those times of ease that you're just sort of chilling, you're, you're, you know, you're resting, you're recharging. I call that play. I call it the same thing, except I call it my schedule is full. It's yeah. full of the things that I've chosen to put yeah. in it. And I don't use the word busy either. And I yes. want to be coming from that place of ease, even when I'm busy work, you know, I am working, mm. that I have that place of security and calmness. Mm. And you can feel the difference when you're around people, when they're coming from that place. Um, you're in a sales conversation. I don't need you. I'm here if you need what I have to offer. Yes. And that place of peace and calm is a way different place than, oh, would you please buy this or whatever it is? And so it's just, even if that's just internal. Um <laughs> You don't need to be salesy with this kind of approach, and I absolutely love it, and I live by that too. I've also got a a saying, no one takes the keys to my car. And what I mean by that is, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm the driver. I Mm -hmm. I actually determine when I'm going out or doing something, when I'm Mm -hmm. going out, what I'm choosing to do. I also get to choose who to put in my car and and who's not not coming in the car. Do you know what I mean? It's got Mm -hmm. that sense. You know, I'm actually in control here. Whereas those previous thoughts, when you're striving to be good enough to almost perform for other people, like you were sharing, you're not driving there. You've actually given the the keys over to someone else. Someone else is determining how you show up. And that's one of the biggest moments of overcoming, don't you find, when you actually go, you know what, I'm actually in charge here. Mm -hmm. You then have the responsibility, like you were saying, how are you going to show up? But it is a defining moment. 
I would love you to share now about your podcast. You've got a podcast, as I said, you were defined for greatness. And it it, it themes around different people's stories of overcoming adversity. And I love hearing them because they're so inspiring. <laughs> Do you have a powerful story that has really stood out for you of someone who's seriously transformed their life after facing significant challenges? Uh, I have been doing the podcast for five years. So trying to recall a specific story, um, there is so many, um, I, you didn't warn me about that one. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, let me think. That's all right. I'll rephrase it because I can cut it again. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll rephrase that question. All right. That's okay. That's why we're not going live, even though it's live. Don't worry about that. All righty. So your podcast is called You Were Defined, oh, You Were Designed, sorry. Your podcast is called You Were Designed for Greatness, and I love that title. And you must have met so many people over the years who've just shared their story, powerful stories that have shown what people can truly do overcoming challenges. Mm -hmm. Are there some examples of things that people actually thought in my circumstance I couldn't overcome, but you know what? you can overcome anything. Yeah, I have been doing my podcast, You Were Designed for Greatness, for or five years. So it is myself sharing tips and strategies as well as interviewing amazing people from all over the world and stories of uh, suddenly losing a spouse, um, bankruptcy, uh, divorce, um, and all kinds of, and then during COVID, it was all kinds of situations that we uh, would think that wouldn't, you know, losing jobs and losing family members and all kinds of things, parents, and that cause us to lose our footing, to feel um, like the rug is pulled out from under us. And when the resilience of people, is amazing to hear. So please check out the podcast and I'd love to hear some of your favorite ones that you listen to through it all. But there are some amazing stories. Oh, has hearing different people's stories of overcoming for five years, has that shaped the way you now coach people? Is there, is there actually, you know, considering the breadth of challenges and adversity that people have gone through, is it a clear pathway for you as a coach or is it actually, uh, does it need to be amended based on different people's situations? There is a little bit of an adjustment by different people's situations, but, you know, I've, I've done the podcast for five years, but I've been coaching for 25 years. So there's really not too many new stories. Um, ones that aren't on the podcast that I've coached people through is also sexual abuse and, and workplace, worst place being toxics is another one that has come up. And so, you know, there the feelings of insecurity, the number one thing that I that I ask for is people want to grow in confidence and believing in themselves. No matter what adversity we're facing, we want to belong, we want to know we're loved, and we want to feel secure. And so those three basics are and helping people with those things are the core and just 
a little bit of adjustment depending upon different people's situations. Mm. What have been your biggest learnings about yourself in this journey? In this journey of being a coach over the years, what have you learned most about yourself that you wouldn't have imagined when you were that 15-year-old struggling <laughs> in that situation? Oh, that I'm doing what I'm doing today. I think the biggest one for me was how much I like public speaking. Because mm. um, <laughs> I was the girl that hid in the background, didn't want to be seen. And, and prior to even right, right before um, Vibrant Living made the changes that it has, um, I was always in the background. I would mm. be fine one-on-one -on -one coaching with people or even a few, but standing in front of a crowd or a group of people. I remember not too long ago, um, well, it's been a few years now, but I was standing in front of a group prior to COVID and I was like, I, I'm like an out of body experience looking at myself going, you're having a ball. When did this happen? When did this happen that you're having fun doing this? Because uh, I used to get sick in my stomach and all of the things when I started speaking in my 20s. Um, you know, all of the things that you hear normally about public speaking. And I'm like, when did this turn into fun? Mm. Um, and seeing what I think the best thing about any self-growth thing is defining, just turn, discovering what mm. you are capable of. Yes. And then it's the gifts that are in you are so much more than we imagine. When we take the lid off, when we take the ceiling off, are the we're the one who put it there. When we take that off and allow ourselves to receive blessings and goodness without um, without restrictions at all, it's just amazing. Mm. Uh, and I could just see your joy, even your body language for those watching on YouTube. You can suddenly go, oh, and then I learned I love to speak. And I absolutely love that. And I think that's a real X factor that all of us have uh, X factor of some kind. It's that little thing that we go, oh, my gosh, when I got lost in it, I loved it. And I never realized I'd love it so much. Or I used to think this would be a big thing. I always wanted it. And then I, I then uh, learned to become more confident and comfortable in it. She's mentioned confidence a couple of times. So true. And then when you do that, you go, oh, my gosh, this is my happy place. And then mm -hmm. that can then lead to all those other opportunities. You know, for you in that example, being, learning to become confident in speaking then opens a whole world of opportunities for you to share so much more. It's not just mm -hmm. speaking at the local, you know, club mm -hmm. or library or women's group. It then suddenly says, well, anywhere in the world. And then you suddenly mm -hmm. go from speaking to just a few or speaking on a podcast, speaking to a few mm -hmm. or speaking to thousands. It's all an evolution of, of confidence, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I love that. I love that. The great thing I love is um, hearing people who help others overcome. Uh, it's it's a real sense. Usually uh, once we unpack that, there's always that sense of that purpose of why you want to do this. Is lying underneath all that you've done for 25 years, is it that girl at 15 who felt disempowered that wants to now this has become your life work? Has that been the main vehicle or was it something else that you think, you know what, even if that wasn't uh, my circumstance, I would have gone into coaching anyway? How powerful was the impact of that? It's a difficult question to answer, but I wouldn't change anything. 
mm. because it, it, it has created the woman that I am today that is before you. So I wouldn't change anything. I don't know what I would have, would have happened if I didn't. I always, I said as a very young child, I'm going to help people. I know I'm going to help people. That's all I knew when I grew up. So I know that that component was there, but without the pain that I went through, I wouldn't be doing it the same, even if I was doing it today. So mm. recognizing that I wouldn't change anything. I don't want to repeat it, by the way, but, <laughs> but I wouldn't change anything at all in what I'm doing today. Yeah, which is a classic uh, where we started this conversation that you're in a moment of pain wrapped in sandpaper, but mm. when you just keep pushing through and going on that journey, and that's a time where most people go, oh, my gosh, I just want to hide under the doona because mm -hmm. I feel the pain. Uh, but when you keep chipping away, and I love that you shared before, it's not just you, it's getting those other people around you, the right people who are going to give you that comfort, give you that little push give you that, you know, you're better than this, you know it, I believe in you. Uh, when you push through that, uh, you will start to go on a journey, uh, which is going to be a powerful journey. I often call it, let your wounds become your superpowers. And I think your, your story today very much demonstrates that, that it then does become a superpower. That a lot of it, uh, often people go, do you need to know what the, you know, the dream is, you know, and I know you would all be about people achieving their dreams but sometimes those dreams aren't clear but they become they become clearer as you're on the journey did you find that that the clarity actually came when you did those stepping stones and it found its own way yes definitely um one of the biggest things is when i it even came up with my podcast name you were designed for greatness and what does that mean what does that mean for the individual to be to to know that they have greatness, that they are great? And what does that mean? Because I'm going to compare my dream to somebody else's and then mine doesn't seem very big mm. um, or myself with my gifts with somebody else's. And so learning that the process of, of the big word of dream is just what do you love? What makes you happy? What lights you up? And begin to take baby steps in that direction. And then you're on a real adventure of yeah. finding out what, you know, more. And I, I've noticed it changes through the decades. I can mm. give linear decades to the differences in the way that things, by what's going on in your life. My yes. whole purpose in my 30s was raising children. Uh -huh. That was my dream. I wanted to raise healthy kids. I was doing other businesses, but my main focus was my children. And so that begins to shift as you go through whatever's whatever's going on in our life. It changes as we get more mature. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can both say that. Uh, and I think for you, it can be, yeah, it can be definitely decades and it can be seasons of life, you mm -hmm. know, and I'm, I'm the same. I agree with that. You know, getting married, doing, doing qualifications, having family, uh, finding those times to find yourself more, having that time out to actually reflect. You know, mm -hmm. I had 
five kids and I had them quite young. So it's kind of like I didn't pause to stop breath and start thinking, who am I till probably my mid thirties, whereas other people will have a, a, you know, a gap year after school and travel the world, learn a lot about themselves or, or, you know, partner up later, you know, where all of our circumstances are so different. I think in the recipe of all of that, it's at Mm -hmm. some stage, the gold will happen when you actually do have that time of, 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 what you said, ease, that that mm-hmm. break, that actual moment to start going, yeah, how do I respond in certain situations? How, mm-hmm. What do I actually want? What do I actually love? Who is surrounding me that's bringing out the best in me? All of these aspects, I mean, my my thoughts looking back is do it as early as possible. You must be um, a big fan of that. Don't wait till you're 30 mm-hmm. or 40. Seriously, um, do it as early as you can. Yeah, I agree. Totally. So just to finish up now, what advice do you give to people listening in on this podcast? And they're like, you know what, I'm in that moment of pain. I feel the sandpaper. I don't even want to go out. Uh, But I know I am born for greatness. I do Mm -hmm. know that I'm better than this situation, this circumstance, Uh, whether it was my fault or not. uh, You know, I want to just take that first step. Today's my day. What advice for that person? Well, we talked about the gift. That's, I have four steps. We talked about looking for the gift. Number two is getting the bigger picture. We talked about that. Where do I want to be? How do I want to walk through this? The, th- the third that's really important that I have not touched on tonight is compassion and forgiveness for yourself and for others. Forgiveness is one of the most liberating, but probably misunderstood concepts Hmm. um, that are there. And I hear all kinds of reasons why people can't forgive, you know, all the reasons that it can't happen, but it, they, it's fully understanding that forgiveness is setting me free. Hmm. When we understand um, that capacity. So without forgiveness, we're never really free at all. So that is the other one. And then the fourth step is getting support and help. When we're wounded, we tend to isolate either physically or inside. I've been a room full of people all alone on the, you know, the way that it's going. So find someone that's a safe place. Um, You can reach out to me if you need, Um, but find somebody that you can talk to that can help walk you through the emotions and how to process them and how to move forward so that we don't get stuck in those places and we can use them for a launching pad for even more good stuff in your life that it can work out for your good but those are the basic four steps beautiful wow so many so many gold nuggets there i hope that has helped you our listeners i look forward to your questions comments put them in the chat when you listen to this on whatever platform that is uh we're very able to be connected with you definitely everyone who comes um listens in on my podcast gets free access to women's biz tribe as well so come in and say hello meet up thank you so much donna for being on the program today it's been a real delight having you here with us thank you annie it's been a pleasure thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of memoirs of successful women I'm Annie Gibbons, founder and CEO of Women's Biz Global. 
And if you would like to fast track your future success, hop on over to womensbizglobal.com. Find out about all things Women's Biz and most importantly, take the opportunity to have a free trial of Women's Biz Tribe. I look forward to seeing you online very soon. Until next episode, bye for now.